This is the Jason Walker Show. Two-time National Sports Media Association Montana Sportscaster of the Year and three-time loser, the Jason Walker Show. The best local and statewide sports coverage featuring the biggest guests from Montana. Flint Rasmussen uh, joining us here on the Jason Walker Show. He's freaking exhausting, too. You used to dance a lot more. Yeah, I know, lady. I'm 51 years old now. The NAI Hall of Famers Mike Vendee's joining us here Jason Walker Show. And is it just a deal where quarterbacks Great have to be? Good golfers. And from across the country. Doug Gottlieb, our guest here on the Jason Walker Show. End of the day, remember it, it's your show. It's got your name on it. Howie Mandel, our guest here. Jason Walker. Deal or no deal. The Jason Walker Show. Broadcasting from the Major Mortgage Man Cave. Here's Jason Walker. Yo, happy Wednesday. It is the Jason Walker Show inside the Major Mortgage Man Cave. Big show coming up today. Uh, some comments from Lou Holtz, which I want to break down. We have our COVID update on this day in history, uh, the walk-off. And we are also going to be joined by Helena High head coach, Scott Evans. Yesterday we talked to Kyle Mahelish of Capital. And uh, despite what some people want to say, uh, that nobody in Montana sports wants to talk to the Jason Walker Show um, we've done pretty damn well. <laughs> um, there you go. Uh, also, uh, I, people just don't understand sarcasm. And we'll talk about that here in a second as well. All right. Uh, so we'll get going. Um, here we go. You can uh, listen on Podbean, Network One Sports. You can uh, watch Facebook, Twitter, also on YouTube. And uh, if you missed uh, anything ever, you can go to jasonwalkershow.com. You can email us anytime, jasonwalkersports at gmail.com. You can weigh in on Twitter. You can weigh in on Facebook. There are a multitude of ways to get a hold of me. Uh, my phone number's out there, so if you want to call the show, you can. You can also call uh, the show through Podbean, and uh, we can get you on the air that way as well. So having some Internet issues again. So once again, the entire show in its entirety, uninterrupted, will be up online afterwards. Um, if we miss anything uh, because of our wonderful uh, charter spectrum internet up here in the uh, in the house, so all right, we have the we have the five G, like the company, the business uh, internet. This isn't supposed to be happening. And if somebody knows of a better internet, let me know. That would be fantastic. All right, let's start with our daily COVID update. And uh, before we get to uh, Scott Evans, our daily COVID update, should get a sponsor for this. Um, 175 new cases confirmed today. 75 new ones in Yellowstone County, so now they're up to 652 active. 80 total deaths, 97 currently in the hospital. 3,598 recovered, 1,590 active cases. 652 in Yellowstone, 311 Bighorn. 101 in Missoula County. Lewis and Clark, 52. Cascade, 55. Flathead, 53. Gallatin, 38. Those are the big ones. Here's one that's uh, that's new, though. Phillips County, Malta, 68 new cases. They went from 0 to 68 in, like, less than a week. Uh, Governor Steve Bullock said in his weekly press conference it had something to do with an adult sporting event. So you're going to narrow that down? Obviously, it's probably a rodeo, 
but it was an adult sporting event in which people went to the bars afterwards. But I thought you closed down certain bars, right? Governor? Yeah. Uh, he also, the governor, came out today and said a uh, his mask mandate would uh, go into effect for public schools, K-12, through in those counties that have four or more cases. So... Explain to explain to me, and that's I mean that's fine. High schoolers, junior high kids, a little bit easier to tell that they've got to wear a mask. Explain to me though how a kindergarten or first grade class, second grade class, you are going to keep their mask on for seven to eight hours a day. It's impossible because anybody five and over has to wear a mask, right? How are you gonna How are you gonna mandate that? How are you gonna enforce that in schools? I mean, these kids are already dealing with enough especially at a young age. And now you're going to tell them that, I mean, it's just, it'll be interesting to see how it, how it all plays out and how it all falls together. But that's our daily COVID update. Um, so here's what I wanted to uh, chat about in this opening segment. Okay, well, before I get to Lou Holtz, Yesterday, having a conversation with a good friend of the show, Jordan Hansen from 406MTSports.com on Twitter. And he said, uh, you know, as it looks, uh, Montana schools in the frontier would probably be the only ones in the country playing football this fall. To which I responded, what I've been saying is that they're going to have to postpone. Once all kids return to campus, there's a massive explosion of cases. He said, you're probably correct. Um, hoping that they're going to get some games in, which to which I said as well, I hope that is the case. So, um, and then this is where the sarcasm comes in. Is and I said, quote, quoting myself. This is exactly what I read, uh, typed yesterday, around Labor Day, and then again two weeks later, just before games, big numbers will come in for COVID. Um, and this is the sarcastic part. I even LOL'd it at the end. Uh, you can't tell me that students and student-athletes won't be looking for something to do in Dylan Haver Butte. And then I added Billings and Helena. Because what do college kids do in college towns? Well, they go out and party. They go to house parties. They go to bars. You're not keeping them away, okay? You are literally not keeping students and student-athletes away from house parties and bars. You can have all the team rules you want. They still find a way to... Have some fun. To which a local Helena dude named Bo on Twitter, and you can read it, said, stick a sock in it. If you don't have anything to say that's positive, don't say anything at all. To which I replied, learn sarcasm. To which he replied, Fargo has your team's ass beat on the field and as a college town. Sarcasm that, dude. And I'm like, when did NDSU and Fargo get brought up into the sky? We're talking about the Montana schools. And, uh... So, yeah, um, and then he threatened, made some threats. Um, what was the, oh, bitches get snitches is what he told me. So, like, dude, get out of my timeline. Bitches get stitches, uh, and then calls me boy. Well, I'm not your boy. We're probably actually close to the same age there, Bo. Um, just funny. This is the stuff that media and some media put up with on Twitter. Um, it's so funny, and it's great because there's 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 guys on Twitter that are high school announcers that uh, you know 
most do a good job, but <laughs> saying that I, I've alienated myself from Montana sports people, nobody wants to talk to me. Um, just look at my guest list from the last couple of weeks. It's pretty obvious. But hey, what do I know, right? I'm just a, I'm just a talking head with pretty good hair. Um, oh, 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 this was a good one last week. I got this. My show was called. Um, so, what was it? Uh, what was the exact phrase? I gotta, I gotta break this out. Uh, a lackluster impersonation of trying to copy Dan Patrick style is an overpriced joke. That's that's a direct quote um, from a dude. <laughs> because I have a man cave. Um, what else? Uh, alienated yourself from people who are involved in sports in Montana. So there you go. My lack of prep is evident. Really? If you don't want to listen to the show, then don't listen to it. And then just quit bitching about it. Like if you don't like the show, this, this is where I feel like Howard Stern. And if you've seen the movie Private Parts, you'll know what I'm talking about. If the people that like me tune in because they want to, they want to hear what I have to say next. The people that don't like me actually watch and tune in longer. You know why? Because they want to know what I have to say next. And it's funny that these guys will call me out on social media, um, but won't call me, won't text me, won't come onto the show. There, there's an open seat. There's two open seats right here. In fact, Scott Evans, hopefully, will be sitting in one of them uh, here in just a, a few moments. But literally, two open seats. And, in fact, Scott Evans is uh, getting set to walk in, um, being guided into the to the to the big room by the uh, our assistant, Tori. Thank you. Thank you, Tori. <laughs> we'll talk to Scott Evans here uh, in the next segment. But, um, but yeah, these people that want to bitch and moan about what I say on the show or what I say on Twitter, come on the show. But you're all scared. He's the best. He is in studio. He's the Helena High coach, and we'll talk to him. Oh, he's even got his glasses on. He's got, a, like, notebook of stuff he wants to talk about. This is good. We'll have Scott Evans next on the Jason Walker Show. Have you thought about buying a home and just don't know where to begin? Well, when it comes to one of the most important purchases one can make, we understand it can be frustrating and confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Let the major mortgage team help you with all your mortgage needs. Major mortgage means major service, and we would love the opportunity to help you today. Give J.R. McFadden, NMLS number 1246357, a call today at 406-465-1918, or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122, equal housing lender. Do you love to look at photos of Montana from animals to landscapes and more? Are you looking for a place to get your senior pictures or family portraits done? Are you a business owner looking to upgrade the decor in your offices? Well, look no further than Mark LaRoe Photography. Mark has been shooting beautiful photos all across the Treasure State from rodeos to portraits and would love to work with you. Visit MarkLaRoePhotography.com to see many masterpieces of his work. Then give him a call to schedule your own photo shoot. Or to purchase one of his fantastic pieces, stop by Spirit of the Big Sky Gallery on Custer in Helena. Mark LaRoe, photography.com. Who doesn't love being number one? When your team's dominating the standings, or your favorite band rocks the charts at number one, it feels good, right? Kind of like how it feels when you have auto insurance with State Farm. 
because making you feel like number one is an honor your local State Farm agent takes seriously. Through the good times and not so good, your State Farm agent's proud to be here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Mike Miller in Helena today. Yes, it's true that Montana is a long way from the Gulf Coast, but you can bring that Cajun flavor home with a stop at Cafe Zydeco. From po'boys to classic sandwiches, Cafe Zydeco has all the best Cajun in town. Are you in the mood for seafood gumbo or crawfish etouffee? Maybe you're craving jambalaya with some shrimp and grits. Head in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, or call ahead for pickup or delivery. Cafe Zydeco will fix all your southern cravings, even on a chilly Montana day. Cafe Zydeco is a proud sponsor of the Jason Walker Show. Storewide savings are what you'll find when you shop for new home furnishings at Rutgers Furniture. This means tremendous values on Helena's largest in-stock selection of home furnishings. When you shop Rutgers, you'll find storewide savings on the furniture you want for every room in your home. And you'll also find our selection of Serta Eye Comfort, the most comfortable beds in Helena. 12-month financing is available with approved credit on most purchases over $289. Ask for details. You'll find storewide savings at Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. Jason Walker Show. All right. Welcome back on a Wednesday. Major Mortgage Man Cave, Jason Walker Show. Looking forward to uh, talking about what Lou Holtz said. In fact, I'll ask Scott Evans here in a second what his thoughts are. Uh, Lou Holtz had some comments uh, yesterday. Uh, and then how can they play college basketball? Gary Parrish from CBS has an idea, and it involves bubbles. It's. We'll talk about it coming up. But uh, I want to welcome into the studio... For the first time in the new Major Mortgage Man Cave, he is a longtime successful uh, coach, uh, both on the assistant end and now is the head coach of the Helena High Bengals. His name is Scott Evans. Coach, how are you? Great, Jason. Appreciate you having me. And nice being in the upstairs room up here in the man cave. <laughs> yeah. I, I, my man cave's in a, a garage and yours is up in an upstairs room, so I guess we have our own places. I, uh, well, you know, the wife actually, when I when I got fired, she's like, hey, you, uh, if we're going to do this, you need an office. So this was the office. And uh, she just let me decorate it. Well, it's got some it's got some flair in here. There's yeah. a lot of different titles in here, and cat stuff, Carol stuff. I see some Royo stuff. It's yeah. it's a good mix. Yeah, I got some Helen High stuff here. I, I do need I saw, some Helen High. I saw that Bozeman stuff. I wasn't going to look at it because I don't want Levi Westy <laughs> thinking I know something. So I'm not going to stay away from that right now. Oh, that's great. Uh, Scott Evans, our guest here, Jason Walker show. Uh, so let me uh, let me start with how was your summer? And let's stay uh, uh, aside from the COVID, off of that for now. But how was your summer overall? Oh, I've had a great summer. I mean, I've had a lot of family time, seeing the boys and stuff like that, having the boys around. Uh, I've golfed quite a bit, probably too much. It hasn't improved my game any, but, I mean, I'm a good hacker out there. I enjoy myself, get some walks in, an enjoyable walk trying to find a white ball. Yeah, um, yeah. Did a lot of stuff with my wife. Uh, just got off vacation with her for the last five days and just had a great time up in northwest Montana and enjoyed Polson area and nice. Whitefish area. So we got some good times. I mean, went to the lake a lot, went to Coeur d'Alene, did some things like that, and saw some good friends. So. It was a good summer. Just a relaxing. Um, is this a normal summer for you? I pretty much do that almost every summer. Okay. I, I I, I would like to tell you I check out, but I really don't. I just, as my wife says, you have that 4.30 to 9 o'clock time period. That's your time. And so I get a lot of stuff done in hours when most people are sleeping. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like that. Nice. And I take my time myself then. So I'm always kind of on the clock, but I have my own time to do it. Sure, sure. Uh, Scott Evans, our guest here, Jason Walker, showing the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. 
with COVID. And I had Kyle Mahalish in yesterday. And being teachers in the high school, let's go back to the spring. How tough was it to go online only and then not be able to see your kids like you normally get to? I'll tell you what, as, as a teacher now, I'm almost going on to 30 years now doing this job. Uh, it, it was a big shock to my system. I'd, I mean, I, I know from a standpoint, I, I actually have it from a twofold. I'm kind of like Kyle. I have three boys in the high school right now. And then at the same point in time, I'm a father, I'm a teacher, I, and a coach. So I have all three of those things. And when you're wearing all those different hats, you're kind of juggling a lot of things. And the hardest thing for me to handle was figuring out how do you talk to people online? How do you get in a situation where you can have a conversation, kind of get with people, and especially when you're a hands-on individual? I mean, being a coach for all these years and an educator at the same time, we're we're mixing the matching. So we have a lot of time we spend with kids one-on-one and that personal time, and that was the thing that we missed this last spring. And that that was, I mean, I felt that as a an instructor, I felt that as just as an overall individual. That that was tough. I I, I had a tough time adjusting. I bet it's Scott Evans, our guest here. Mike Miller, Stay Farm Hotline in studio. Um, you normally get uh, the last week of school or so to work out with the kids and have like basically a spring ball that was eliminated. A lot of your summer stuff was eliminated. How were you able to adjust for the most part? You know, the nice thing about it is I got a veteran squad coming back, so I, I, I'm kind of in a benefit principle, I guess. Uh, for some teams, if you told me this last year, I'd have been probably pushing the panic button pretty hard. Um, this year, I got a lot of the older guys. You know, they played a lot of varsity downs. I mean, I've got some guys who've started for three years for us who are coming back, and they kind of know the routine. And once we got started on that Monday in June, and June 15th, when that all started rolling around, our guys were ready to roll. And, you know, once we put a system in with COVID and made sure we did all the insulation of masks, and the spray down of equipment and asking the questions and stuff. Our kids responded and they started getting after it. And, you know, and they were doing their own stuff on their own. You know, I'd, I'd love to tell you that they weren't throwing right, on their own, right. but they got their own stuff together. Kids want to go outside and enjoy themselves. So they're setting up some stuff. So I. I don't know if I got hit by it. I'd like to tell you that sometimes my coaches are saying, oh, we're so far behind. I don't know if we're far behind or not. I, I won't know that until the first game because every time we play a first game, Everything kind of shows up on paper finally for the first time. Well, and, and everybody's in the same boat across the state. There's no, nobody has a competitive advantage. Yeah, there, there's not like all of a sudden somebody woke up one day and they had more time than I did. Yeah. I mean, it, everyone's got the same boat. And matter of fact, we might have been in a better boat than some other places where, right. you know, there, there's institutions such as in Missoula where they're working out outside, you know, and they're they're redoing everything, you know, and there's other places. It's a little Wild West-ish in some other areas of the East and stuff like that, but, you know, we had to get through it our own way. Scott Evans joining us here Jason Walker Show. This segment brought to you by Rutgers Furniture. Um, when you are planning your summer workouts uh, for, with in COVID, what was the biggest difference for you? You know, I, I'll be honest with you. Over the years, we kind of downsized our workouts to smaller groups. It was just easier to manage from strength and conditioning things. So from our standpoint, when Coach Broadhead works a lot with me in the summer, we kind of went through it, and um, Dan and I kind of looked at our groups, and we were in a situation where we didn't have to really downsize our groups. Um, our weight room was big enough to accommodate. Well, we were only at 24 at our maximum level. We had two groups running at that time. The big advantage thing was changes. I mean, I wouldn't say our group work was hard. It was all of a sudden going from cleaning up this way, doing disinfectant, sanitizing, and then the next week all of a sudden we're jumping to masks again. And you're enforcing kids who are supposed to socialize with each other, not socialize with each other. 
And that's probably the hardest thing that's happened to kids is all of a sudden from the time we raise them up here, be nice to each other, socialize, stay with each other, and now we're going to say, please stay six feet apart and we don't want you near each other. Right. You know, that was probably the hardest part right there for everyone. Scott Evans, our guest here on, in the uh, Major Mortgage Man Cave. All right. You went to, uh, you went to Western with Jeff Choate. I know yeah. you, uh, you've heard his comments uh, Friday from the, the Athletic, ripping the NCAA, and rightfully so. And then also uh, his uh, press conference uh, on Monday. This is a dude that said, and he's always been transparent, he's always been upfront and honest, but he said this college stuff should have been done in June as far as waiting till the, the second week of August to either postpone, cancel, whatever you know is going on. Do you feel the same way as far as high school stuff? You know, as I, I talk to Jeff quite a bit, we've been friends for almost 40 years now. You know, we go back and forth and talk about a lot of stuff. Uh, you know, his, him and I's kind of response are kind of the same. We, we want to get in a situation where leaders can be leaders. And sometimes you're set aside by other people who, and individuals who set up standards and policies. Now, I know everyone's, no one knows what's going to happen tomorrow. That, right. That's the hardest part. I think in an institution of the NCAA, what they're dealing with and what we're dealing with at a high school level are two different things. I think the NCAA is dealing with right now a money issue. I mean, I, I'd love to tell you that they're doing a health-related issue, but I'm sitting there seeing that the other Power 5 schools are breaking off and they're saying they're going to dump the NCAA. We're not dealing with that problem. Ours is not a financial thing. Theirs is a financial obligation that they're paying coaches $5 million, $10 yeah, million yeah. Dollars a year. You know, they're doing some big money things. Those small-time athletic associations, they're in a situation where one is they're, they're bare-bones operations like we are at the high school level. Yeah. You know, so I think with us, um, our managing bodies – I think right away when they opened up, MHSA came out with some rules in May, and some people took advantage of it right away, and they started right in June. Um, our district started a little bit later, not because of fact that number one is they didn't agree with the MHSA. They just wanted to make sure that the best policy was forward for kids and the coaches at that time. So right now, I tell you this. I don't like the day-to-day changes. I'm not a big day-to-day change guy. Right. I'm a planner. I'm an OCD planner guy, and all of us coaches, we're, we're managers. We manage people, we manage things, and we manage schedules. And our deal is this. You give us what we're supposed to do, we'll do it. You tell us we're not having a season, we'll do that. We'll plan ahead. We can prepare kids. If you tell us we're having a season, then let's have it. Let's do it the right way, make sure everybody's prepared and safe, and get it done. But don't willy-nilly it every other week tell us something different that's kind of where i'm at at it so i guess i concur with jeff on a lot of things i mean it's it's one of those things and number one is we all know there's unknowns in this whole thing i mean i'm brand new to pandemic i've never you know i'd like to say that i was around in spanish flu but that was 1918 so everyone who says that they're around i don't remember that (laughs) um so right now we're kind of all going as a flow and we're trying to figure it out as we go and but there's also some concise learning we have to do Here's how we could do things. Get it set up. Check the pattern out. If one person says this is good, then let's start listening at it, and let's not start throwing rocks at it right away. Let's see if it works first. You know, there's a lot of, you know, American Legion was able to finish their season, and, and uh, you know, I was open and honest and said I think it's a bad idea. I'm glad they got through it, and that's not being hypocritical. That's just being there for the, you know, that was awesome for the kids. They got yeah. to do it. Baseball's different than football. Baseball's not nearly as contact of a sport as football. How can you send kids out not knowing the long-term effects of like a myocarditis, and that affected the Big Ten and the Pac-12 decision, but this is a contact sport. There's spit, there's blood, there's all sorts of stuff floating around in football that's not necessarily there in baseball. 
you know, and I can't speak from a health professional. Myocarditis can cause from the flu, from the cold right. as well. So we're talking about uh, heart syndrome, a large amount of the heart that happens with every. You know, you can have that with flu. You can have that with cold. There's medical systems that that all the time. So I can't speak on that one, but I can speak on football. And that's kind of what I guess my whole thing is in my life is I happen to be an expert at football. That's what they hired me for. That's what my job. Sure. Um, as football goes, football is a quick collision sport we're talking about a 15 minute span that all the health experts have told me that you have to be in contact and all this and stuff and a football high school football game there's only six minutes and 24 seconds of action right so we're talking about each play is two to five seconds and i told somebody the other day and i kind of giggled about it, if i get five seconds to throw the freaking football we're scoring touchdowns <laughs> well that's true <laughs> i mean especially I mean, when you're yeah i mean we're doing some good things and defensively if we're playing for five seconds we've got scored on so i mean the reality to me is is you're talking most plays are two to three seconds seconds long that contact period is minimal and you're talking if that's a kid who plays every down he has six minutes and 24 seconds of action so now we're talking about in our system the double a we're two platooning so we got a kid who's probably playing two minutes of football in a 48 minute span he's hardly around anyone so i kind of look at football from standpoint probably differently than everyone else because i know the game i know we're not actually in these big pile-ups all the time sure. most of the people are not actually in contact and we can actually leave it mhsa did a great job they finally did what i've wanted for years that i get in trouble for they went from 10 to 10 <laughs> now i can actually span the whole field and i'm, I'm excited <laughs> I mean, this is the greatest. You're not going to get flagged now. No, I mean, this is the greatest thing on earth across the state of Montana. All those coaches who've been down mm. in the end zone talking to kids, we're now good. Yeah. So I mean, there's some things that they've done to actually improve the game. One thing that they did do in their their guidelines was, in practice, you're not supposed to hand off the ball. You're not supposed to pass the ball. Um, how do you practice football without actually having a football? You know, the, the, the phases on that, that's kind of that tier system that they set up and established. And that's at the extreme level. And I, I would think that if we got to that level, we probably wouldn't be playing football. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, I think that's where we'd be. We'd, we wouldn't be playing football. Um, a lot of the things we're doing for football is more hands-off now than we were hands-on. And that started a few years ago, yeah, I mean, in all absolutely. honesty. Absolutely, yeah. It, it, it's kind of a point, you know, they, I know that they've all thought we were all the Neanderthals running around, <laughs> heads butting each other and jumping around, but, you know, we're a pretty productive game that looks forward to the future because we want this beautiful game that we call it to move forward. Sure. So a lot of us have done training, done things to actually make the technique more refined and get our kids in a situation where, number one, is they're not brutish, they're football players, they're running around, they're athletes doing things that are athletic and they're trying to get in a position where number one is they can make stellar plays without actually getting hit so that's kind of where we're looking at and so I think that the, some of the stuff that is out there it's kind of archaic that they're thinking that we can't adapt because we've adapted our game to actually go with the new rules as soon as they said okay look we know what concussions are all of us jumped on board and we said we're going to take care of this mm-hmm. now the people who are not doing that they should be out of the sport anyways don't do the sport. You don't deserve it because, in fact, you're not doing the benefit for kids. So move out of the game, go do something else, and find a new career. So uh, all of us who are adapting, I can talk to Kyle, I can talk to all these guys out there, we're adapting our game to get better as we go. Scott Evans, our guest here on the Jason Walker Show. All right, you're, uh, you can't, you're doing away with two-a-days, which is probably a good thing because you have the extra time now to practice. Your game's not August 28th, it's September the 10th. 
First off, why at Butigan? You went down there last year to start the season. No, we're actually here. Our first game's a fr- there's a mistake on the thing. It's there's a freshman game we have on September 10th. Our first game out of the gates is September 10th. Our freshmen open up our season down at Butte. Okay, so because that was all over Twitter last week, and I'm like, what well, the yeah, heck and, is that? And I told Coach Gray, I said I love Butte quite a bit. Just so you know, I love their stadium, <laughs> and I actually would play there quite a bit more. I said if we're gonna have a cage match, let's do it down at Butte. Um, no, we actually our first game is actually September 11th. 7 o'clock in Vigilante Stadium. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, I, I saw that Twitter thing, and I, I don't. My, my son's actually brought it for me, and and I don't tweet very often, so I'm, you know, I, people take care of me on that one. Stay off Twitter. I'm telling you right now. Stay off. <laughs> <laughs> I heard his trouble uh, in the studio here. Major Mortgage Man Cave. All right. I asked Kyle Mahelish this yesterday, and I've been posing this question since the end of June. There are four options. The way I look at it. Obviously, everybody wants to start the season, finish the season, and crown state champion in November. Okay, mm-hmm. that's that's the one option that we can all agree on. We all want. Here's the three options I see the most happening: you practice, and then right before September 11th, they pull the plug. You get a couple of games in, and they pull the plug, or they pull the plug before practice starts Friday. Which of those three are more likely? Uh, you know, as I, I it, it's a very good question. I'd actually add a fourth in there at times to flip the seasons and go into the spring. Well, time. I was going to ask that next. Uh, you know, and, and I'm jump ahead on you, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I, I sit there and look at it every day. I could tell you a different answer tomorrow, and that's kind of where I'm at with this whole thing. I want, you know, I, I know there's no decisive answer that anyone can give me because there's way too many people involved in it stirring the pot, and that's the way it works. You know, right now in a global pandemic, everyone has their own thought process, and, and as they should. But I think from a policymaking standpoint right now, I would just like one set agenda that sets up there. And so as far as that answer that question, I could see us going to September 10th, and all of a sudden, the pull and plug because it could be a health care provider in Silver Bowl County that says, I don't want my kids to travel down there. So that could change dramatically. It depends on what happens in numbers, game, everything like that. Mm-hmm. It also happens what happens with school. I mean, if we get to August 26th and our slow start here at Helena High where, and Helena Capital where we're going to start school as a gradual and go to an off-site, on-site type mentality, I mean, you could see a change there. So. Right now, I, I I had a pessimistic idea this morning that I wouldn't be coaching football this fall, and I'd have to figure out what to do with the fall. I mean, I, I mean, I my wife, I I love oh. her, and she's going to find things for me to do. I mean, I I'll take up some kind of thing that I've never done before. I don't know. I I might have to bow hunt or do something that I haven't been able to do before. So, but you go hunt with Chode. That's yeah. what he said he'd go do. Yeah, I, he's he's not driving because he's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I I want the best for these kids. It's going to suck if there's no football for these seniors, especially. And this, again, it's not being hypocritical. It's just being truthful that that we can hope and want a season, but at the same time understand the ramifications of what could happen. And if the, the, let's move to the spring, you brought it up. Is that feasible? Is football in the fall in football in in the spring feasible in Montana? Because a lot of football kids run track as well. I think there'd have to be some adjustment. I mean, you'd have to do some flipping. You'd have to do some things like that to to adjust it. I mean, 
are you going to really want football in February? No, I look at it from the standpoint of this, too. I mean, is it feasible? Well, if that's the option we have, that's the option we have. I think from a standpoint, I guess I look at the seniors. I have a senior at my high, at my house right now. He's a senior starting middle linebacker. I mean, he's looking at colleges. He's trying to look to his position. I want him to have the best season possible. But I also have a son. My stepson plays in the band. And so I want him to be in school playing instruments right. as well. So, I mean, my thing is this, is those activities are so important to those kids to keep them going. I mean, we, we know that it raises grade point averages. We know it does everything. And I look at our kids right now, and I'm like going, we have to have something. I mean, there's got to be a carrot somewhere out there. So I don't know if spring handles that. I don't know. And I know the ramifications. I I saw it in track season last year. I saw the state basketball tournament get – I mean, I went through – Two weeks of bat, I'm, I'm a week of track, and all of a sudden I'm, I'm coaching a javelin and discus a shot put, and the next day I'm figuring out how to build tables outside because I have a lot of time on my hands. You know, so, right. I mean, right now I don't know what the option is. I just know that how much time and commitment those kids put in, and this is where I guess my, my whole thing goes to. All summer we did stuff. We went through football camps. We went through volleyball camps. We did all these things and activities in the gym with each other, active. And I haven't heard of an outbreak after a football camp or an outbreak after a volleyball camp. All I've seen is kids coming out of there. And best thing I've had is more compliments and more gratitude that we had something for the kids. So I look at it from a mental health standpoint. I I want the season bad for those kids because I know how much time they put in. Mm-hmm. But also I, I know people around here there's they want something. Yeah. There's something that you know we there's that whole thing of domestic tranquility we have to have. We have to have some domestic tranquility in this world. Scott Evans, our guest here. With the spring, let's say football gets moved in spring like the big sky has, and I think the frontier eventually will have to do. Let's let's look at this from the and the, the the big quote the last couple of weeks has been the health and safety of the student athletes and the players. Well, if you play a spring season, a lot of these high school seniors then turn around. Some of them play as true freshmen in college. How is that feasible? Well, I, I don't know if that's you know I, I can look at Montana. I, I don't know how many would actually walk out on a football field as incoming freshmen. There might be one or two that are in the state of Montana right now. That that's a minority. I mean, that are going to walk on a college campus. Um, you're going to give them two to three months of recovery time. You know, you're going to be sitting in there, and they're going to go through treatment programs and overhaul of all those. I mean, it's kind of like a, a college athlete going into spring football. He does spring football, and then all of a sudden there's that break, or they have the training program protocol to get him started. Mm-hmm. I mean, is if you're that good of a football player, some of those football players, I've already saw some of the high schools, they've dropped out of the school already, and they're going to go to the university. You know, your big-time recruit guys in states of California, Texas, they're not playing in the spring. They're saying, I'm done. I'm an early entry. In Montana, we really don't have that yet. We're not at that pinnacle of success. We're not at that level where we have athletes who are going to jump out on the field and take over U of M and MSU's campus and the NAIA. So I think there's some give period. I think what really hurt is things like the Shrine game, things like that. I mean, I would be... Which is already, let's be honest, hurting because of this specific reason. Yep, exactly right. So I think what you would do is you see colleges say from the NEIA level where MSU and U of M said don't play these all-star games and sort of say please don't do that. I could see NEIA schools saying, hey, look, we've given you a scholarship. We know your football season was abrupt during this mm-hmm. time. Let's take some period of time off, give you two months of good healing time. Because a kid can heal in two months. Sure. I mean, I mean, 
I, I know that from a standpoint, it seems like it's a lot of damage and stuff, but you have two months of healing time, and I have teenage boys. I know how quick they heal, and, and the reality is is they heal a lot quicker than everyone else, and they, they just want something to do. There's one thing that I want you, your son being a senior, and as good as he is, and, and a lot of the argument is we have to have these seasons so that seniors can get recruited. Well, my point is, yes, that's the, you're going to have that rare occasion where somebody has just a hell of a breakout senior season. But for the most part, your tape's done when you're a junior. And it's been sent to colleges all over the country. If you are going to be playing in college, there's a 95% chance you've already been recruited. Yeah, in some respects. I I would say in Montana, we're not quite there yet. I I would say that actually in Montana, your senior year is probably more important than any other year. Now, there's there's those kids who get recruited. I mean, my son has been very lucky, and some of my other kids have been lucky. They've been offered scholarships early, before they walked in their junior year. I mean, you look at the Iden kid from Bozeman. Mm -hmm. He was a good athlete as a sophomore. I mean, you look at some of the athletes around the state, the Kluschwitz kid from Missoula. Those are kind of rare breed kids. Right, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're rare breed kids because they're getting offered early. I mean, in a time period I've been in Helena High, you know, Holden Sampson gets offered in June one year at MSU. Well, before that, none of our offers ever came until after their senior year. Mm. So, reality to me is I think kids are going to look at it. I think the Frontier Conference did a good job of recruiting early this year because they saw what was going on with the NCAA. Mm-hmm. And I think they're moving in that direction. I think MSU and U of M do a very good job of critiquing their players from Montana and looking at them saying, okay, let's see what they did from their junior to their senior year and see what growth they had. So I think it's very important to actually have a year just for that because that that's one of those things still in Montana that we still hold true is that senior season is very important. Important. Scott Evans uh, spouting the knowledge here on the Jason Walker Show. And I, I don't disagree with you. It's just playing devil's advocate, playing, you know, um, not media fear-mongering, but this is a serious disease. And, I, you know, there's a lot of questions that nobody has any answers mm-hmm. to. Um, and none of us are doctors except on Facebook or Twitter. And uh, <laughs> I've never seen so many, of the, uh, you know, much of that. Um, if you get the season, how's the outlook for the team? I am positive. I mean, I, I'll tell you what. I Like I said, I returned 85 90% of my roster from last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, we played a lot of young guys, and we're still playing a lot of young guys. A lot of our starters from last year were sophomores. So we're going to return, at least on defense, eight starters. You know, on offense, we're going to return seven starters. I mean, so we feel pretty good about where we're at, and our skill positions are pretty loaded. Um, can't, you know, and I, I'm blessed that I'm one of those guys who actually has a staff that stays on. I, yeah. I have assistant coaches that, you know, I can't, I mean, I'm, I'm so blessed with what I have. I walk in every day and I know I've got some of the most knowledgeable guys who care for kids and they take care of things. So I'm blessed with that aspect that a lot of coaches don't have. You know, they're changing their roster over all sure. the time yep. and getting new coaches and, and I'm sitting there going, well, I'm just going to shut up and just kind of hang off in the corner and, <laughs> and hope no one knows what Isn't I got. Isn't that really what most, Head coaches just do anyway and let the head uh, assistants do all the work. Exactly. And then you take all the credit for the championships and the wins. Absolutely. It's always player-driven on that one. (laughs) Scott Evans joining us here. You you do have a couple of assistants, though, that 
Um, if you lost, it wouldn't be a big deal, and, and Tesh is one of them. And, and, you know, and, <laughs> yeah, and you know what? I joke. Oh, gosh, you know, I'll tell you what, that was a hard one to me. I've known Tesh since the early 80s. You know, we've been around each other a long time, and he was a hard one, probably more for the fact that he's always been a guy who's kind of been my my, my devil's advocate and said stuff to me that sure. probably a lot of coaches won't get away with. So he, he'd keep me in line on some stuff. So I appreciate him for that, and his, his, his candor towards me was good. So it was just kind of that relationship yeah. that I'll miss. Yeah, no, and then, you know, and he has, his kid had a great year last year, so, yeah. uh, for the Bengals. All right, um, there's so many things I want to talk about. Um, we'll get to the football stuff once we get closer to the season. I did talk to Coach Mahelish about this yesterday, off air, but you can talk about it on air. Youth football still to go. Small fry, it sounds like if, if the City County Health Board says no, because they've already canceled youth baseball this year and youth softball and everything, they're planning on you guys are going to play in, in Jefferson County. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've heard that. You know, and and, and, and mind you, I, I guess I'm inclined to tell you this is that people are asking for it. You know, and it goes back to what you said with yeah. so we need something to watch. We need do. something to watch, and you know, people. You know that this is that that aspect. I think people. You know, I I, I will never slight what COVID is. I, I, I can't. But I, I won't slight what I see from a coaching standpoint and from a teaching standpoint of the mental health of kids and what they need from a social atmosphere. I mean, we are social animals, and that that grandeur of being out in the field and being there with other kids and enjoying yourselves and blowing off steam, you know, that's good for everyone. And that's, that's something that we've – I mean, we used to, to go outside and play, and now we're saying don't go outside and play. Yeah. And so, you know, that play is important for our kids to grow and to be substantial. I mean, it's a part of their educational journey. And so that's what I kind of look at is if we can give them some part of an educational journey, we got to be there for them. Well, let me ask you this. And I, Mahelish and I talked about this yesterday. Your first game with Butte, a couple of kids test positive after the game. Well, that affects Helena High. That affects Butte. That affects your next week's opponent. If you don't know yet, because some of these tests are taking two to three weeks to come in, this could affect literally every team down the road, like we've seen in Major League Baseball with you know the St. Louis Cardinals have played five games, and everybody yeah. else is up to 20 almost. Yeah, but the Cubs are winning still, so we're going to... Well, the Mets suck, so... <laughs> no, uh, you know, and, and I guess that's that's that other variable that we don't know about. That's that's that unknown territory, and I, I mean, I guess the protocols that they have at the college level where they're paying for testing yeah, all the which, time, yeah. things like that. And that's where these programs are getting hurt by, you know, they, they're looking at the testing protocol and going, Eastern Washington might have closed down our whole system because they can't afford all the things that are going on. Right. I look at ours right now as we're not really testing. And so I guess the question is this, is if a kid hit, gets it, we're going to test it. We're going to take over. And I, I know right now the protocol is whoever's around that kid, but there's also secondary containment, everything like that. Mm-hmm. So there, there's a lot of variables that go into it. And I, I don't know if anybody's answered that question yet. And I think it's a good question. And I, I know it's probably going to rise. I, I mean, it, it's probably a given. I mean, right now, basketball's went through this whole bubble and they haven't had anything. But at the same juncture in time, there's there's a situation. Could that occur? Absolutely. And is if the season goes on, then we're going to have to deal with that. And that's the way your season goes. But once again, it goes back to what we said. If we get two or three games in, and we got those kids a chance to play, and we feel good about what we did. I mean, do we have a state titleist? No, we don't have a state titleist. But at the same point in time, maybe we gave a kid a chance to go on with his career, and we gave him an opportunity to enjoy his high school just a little bit more. 
Uh, Scott Evans, our guest here. A couple final questions for you. Lou Holtz came out, and uh, and football coaches, you you being one of them, everybody says football's a it's a war, it's a battle in the trenches. Um, Lou Holtz' exact comments yesterday um, were not exactly favorable when he said, "Let's move on with our life." When they stormed Normandy, they knew there were going to be casualties, there were going to be risks. Can we stop with the war? Connotations in football. You know, I mean that one right there. Lou Holtz. I, I didn't know Lou was still alive, but <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I think that got too tied up in the early years of football. And I guess, and I guess, I, I used to, you know, Lou Holtz has had some great quotes and great things that he said throughout sure. time. I think sometimes that mentality is what's kind of clouded the judgment where we're at in football right now. It is not a war. It's not a battle to the death, and we're not going to walk away with it. Most of us are good friends with each other on the field and right. off the field. And, you know, the reality is I talked to five different AA coaches today, and every one of those guys is a respected friend of mine that I enjoy, and their team and their kids are people that I respect and love, and I want to see them do well. Um, I, I would probably be against Lou Holtz because, I, I mean, the bombardment of bodies and body parts, I mean, there's people doing some serious stuff overseas. Yeah. I'm not part of that. I coach football and I enjoy the hell out of my job. But at the same point in time, I'm, I'm not curing cancer or stopping and fighting for freedom. I'm just I'm, I'm coaching football. Well, I mean, yeah, there you go. I just wanted to get your thoughts on that because Lou Holtz. I mean, he's got to be in his 90s now, right? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my gosh. It's la- trust me, it's the last time Notre Dame won a national title, and I've, I I live on that every day. Of my and he life. was old then. Yes. <laughs> Notre Dame going to finish. Is, is there going to be Power Five football this year? I, gosh, I'll tell you what. It could change next week. They might be their own conference by the time we get done. <laughs> this super duper conference. Right. Well, that's what they're trying. I mean, and and it, once again, it goes back to talking before. Smaller colleges or smaller colleges, they're not dealing with the monetary thought. Right. Those bigger colleges, that's a money game. And so they're playing for money. They're not doing it because of the goodwill of the game altogether. They're paying a salary of $10 million. I mean, some of these places, they just can't afford to do it. And so, I mean, the NCAA should not have done – I I can't believe they did the everyone decide on their own. Right. It's like just throw them to the wolves. Have fun. Yeah. See you guys later. Well. (laughs) That's the leadership that we have with Mark Emmert and the NCAA. Uh, I hope you guys get a season. I'm looking forward to having you in here more talking some football and, uh, and, and actual games. And, again, that's not being hypocritical. That's just being honest and truthful. Um, I really hope you guys get a season. I, I, I would love to see competition. I would love to see these kids have some fun like they did for baseball. But at the end of the day, you know, the realism is I I, I really hope it happens. And I'm, I'm not sure it's going to. So I hope it, you know. Yeah, we could have this talk tomorrow morning and it could be totally Everything different. Everything could have changed. I mean, and then that's, and that's the... You know, the brunt of the leadership right now is that we, we hold the burden of actually telling the people. I mean, yeah. that's and that's the hardest part, I guess, for all of us out there right now in this position. It goes to our AD, down to our principal, to our superintendent last night. You know, he's getting yelled at and screamed at for what he's doing his job. And the reality is in, we're stuck in that position. We have to make decisions. And unfortunately, the decisions are not going to make everyone happy. No. And, and this is not going to make anyone happy on either side. So right. we're kind of just going to be in there, and there's going to be somebody who's going to throw a rock at you. Okay, real quick. You were your buddies with Choke. I asked Mahelish this because you guys were all on campus together. Um, what Garza was there and B.J. Oh. Robertson and Brian Armstrong and all these guys. 
Were you were you upset when Choke got the MSU job and did not call you? <laughs> you know, I, 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 I'm very blessed to know when he actually got that job. I was actually at Thanksgiving at his house in Washington when he was going for his interviews and stuff. So, uh, you know, I couldn't be happier for a guy who's worked so hard to get there, you know. And, and I look back at, you know, all – and we were grunts back then. We were just right, – yeah. you know, we were basically – Well, you guys restarted a program oh, that had yeah, been you dead. Know, and, you took a lot of hits. Yeah, we you know, we were – getting beat 76 to nothing, 55 nothing by Paul Petrino and Bob Petrino troops. And it was not fun, you know. So we went to things. But, you know, there's the guys that I was with down there. And, you know, I, had, I heard, listened to Kyle yesterday and, you know, some of the guys that were there, you know, Mike Cutler from, you know, Flint Creek, you know, and he's mm-hmm. the Titan coach. You know, you got you got guys out there that a lot of people don't even really know about. You know, Norris came in later, the head coach at Western. Mm-hmm. You know, he was right after, you know, BJ and Brian, all these guys. You know, the blessing that we have is we have a fraternity that a lot of people could never have. And, you know, I, I wish that other people could see, you know, I, I've had a talk with Coach Mike Van Beest and that fraternity of coaches, you know, that get together and you have that, that bond that you just, it's unbreakable. You know where you're at every time. You can always have a call. You always have somebody you see. I said, I just was actually going up the road and I'm in Arley, Montana, and some guy pulls over and it's Mike Rogers, mm. you know, and Mike Rogers is the Arley head football coach. He's, Caden Hewitt's uncle, you know, and here I am and I'm hanging out with I get to talk to him for 10 minutes and I'm talking to Arlie football. And so, you know, that, that was a blessing for me to be there at that time and to be with those guys. And I, you know, and I, and I, as I look back, I can't tell you how important those guys have been throughout my life. I mean, if I need help, I can call Kyle up right now. Right. And I mean, Jeff and I, we talk regularly, you know, and he'll get me after a meeting and bombard me with discussion. So, you know, and, and I love it. And there's nothing better than that. So it's great to have. That sounded like a long answer to a short Yes, you're still upset that he didn't call you. <laughs> no, you know what? I, 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 I'm, you know, I, you know, you take your own beat. I, I've been blessed to be at Helen right. High School since 1993, and as a head coach now, I, I'm in the perfect place. I'm in a perfect place where I'm at right now. Yep. Can I say that's a perfect place in three years down the road? I don't know. But I can tell you right now, it's a perfect place for me and for my family and what I need to do. Well, you're doing a great job. And, uh, well, I, I hope you guys that. get a season, and I'd love to uh, talk some, some Bengal and Bruin football actually happening and not just a what if. Thanks for coming in. Thank you, Jason. I appreciate it. Go Bengals. That is uh, Helena Highhead football coach Scott Evans joining us here, Jason Walker Show. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, this segment brought to you in part by Rutgers Furniture and our good friend over Mark LaRoe Photography. But when we come back, uh, Lou Holtz had some comments. We heard what Scott Evans had to say. I'll give you my thoughts. Also on this day in history, and uh, we'll walk off next. Hang on. Storewide savings are what you'll find when you shop for new home furnishings at Rutgers Furniture. This means tremendous values on Helena's largest in-stock selection of home furnishings. When you shop Rutgers, you'll find storewide savings on the furniture you want for every room in your home. And you'll also find our selection of Serta iComfort, the most comfortable beds in Helena. 12-month financing is available with approved credit on most purchases over $299. Ask for details. You'll find storewide savings at Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. 
Yes, it's true that Montana is a long way from the Gulf Coast, but you can bring that Cajun flavor home with a stop at Cafe Zydeco. From po'boys to classic sandwiches, Cafe Zydeco has all the best Cajun in town. Are you in the mood for seafood gumbo or crawfish etouffee? Maybe you're craving jambalaya with some shrimp and grits. Head in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, or call ahead for pickup or delivery. Cafe Zydeco will fix all your southern cravings, even on a chilly Montana day. Cafe Zydeco is a proud sponsor of the Jason Walker Show. Who doesn't love being number one? When your team's dominating the standings, or your favorite band rocks the charts at number one, it feels good, right? Kind of like how it feels when you have auto insurance with State Farm. Because making you feel like number one is an honor your local State Farm agent takes seriously. Through the good times and not so good, your State Farm agent's proud to be here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Mike Miller in Helena today. Do you love to look at photos of Montana from animals to landscapes and more? Are you looking for a place to get your senior pictures or family portraits done? Are you a business owner looking to upgrade the decor in your offices? Well, look no further than Mark LaRoe Photography. Mark has been shooting beautiful photos all across the Treasure State from rodeos to portraits and would love to work with you. Visit MarkLaRoePhotography.com to see many masterpieces of his work, then Give him a call to schedule your own photo shoot. Or to purchase one of his fantastic pieces, stop by Spirit of the Big Sky Gallery on Custer in Helena. Mark LaRoe, photography.com. Jason Walker Show. Final segment, Lou Holtz. We talked with Coach Evans about that, but Lou Holtz talking about uh, Normandy, and they knew there were people who were going to die, and there were people who were going to get sick, and there were, there were people who were going to take risks, and there would be casualties. Well, that's not a good reason for me to send kids out to play a game of uh, sports, you know, whether it's football, volleyball, soccer, whatever it is. Um, so Lou Holtz, man, crazy, 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 crazy dude. And again, I didn't know he was still alive. I'm glad he is. Uh, not sure if you saw this uh, real quick. Uh, the, the Missoula Paddleheads are suing Logjam Presents and the city of Missoula for lost wage or lost income last year, the revenue for uh, field damages. Remember, they had to cancel a week of games uh, at their field uh, at uh, Ogren Allegiance Park because of a one-hit wonder concert, Mumford and Sons. Um, Paddlehead should have known. Well, Osprey then, but they should have all known better. Everybody should have known better. But hey, what do I know? I'm just a talking head. Speaking of, it is uh, August the 12th. It is not July. It is National Julian Fry's Day. Do you know what's a Julian Fry? It's a technique for cooking from French. It's Julian. It's like you Julian carrots and you Julian fries. It's a cutting technique. Do you really? Is this for real? That's a cutting technique. Okay. Trust me. All right. I believe you. It's it's a Julian. I believe you. Not Julia Child. (laughs) Julian. Uh, Middle Child Day. Are you the oldest? No, I'm young. Okay. Yeah. Uh, It is also National Vinyl Record Day. You grew up listening to vinyl. Eight track, too. Eight track. Yeah. (laughs) 1936, American diver Marjorie G-String, that's her name, Won a three-meter springboard gold at the Berlin Olympics. She was 13 years old. 1960 or 1973, Jack Nicklaus wins a third of his five PGA championships. 1994, baseball goes on strike. 
There was no World Series that year. Only the other time, 1903. Uh, Michael Phelps wins a third of his eight gold medals in Beijing on this date in 2008. Uh, in 2016, Katie Ledecky set the world record to dominate the women's 800. She uh, had four gold and one silver in Rio. And uh, she's she's awesome. Happy birthday today, Christy Mathewson. Won 37 games in 1908. He uh, was born on this date in 1880. Henry Fonda, though, passed away on this date in 1982. The uh, Probably the best Fonda of all of them. We're almost at the end of the show. What did we learn? And what did he miss? Time for the walk-off. All right. Uh, we learned that Scott Evans is uh, hopeful for a football season. But then again, we all are. And that's not being a hypocrite. That is not being anything but but realistic. And we all want a season. Is it going to happen? You know what? You don't know, John. I don't know. Nobody knows. Uh, we just hope we get a season. Our good friends at Rutgers Furniture, Mark LaRoe Photography, thanks for sponsoring our segments. It's always a good time. We'll do it again tomorrow. Amanda Robertson, LPGA golfer, will join us from California. We will also uh, check in with uh, covid We'll figure out how in the heck we're going to have a bunch of kindergartners and first and second graders wear a mask for eight hours a day. It's not going to be easy. We'll try to break it down. And uh, who knows what else will happen. Everything's changing hour by hour in the world of sports. We'll talk about it tomorrow at 4. Have yourself a fantastic Wednesday. The Jason Walker Show is produced by the Jason Walker Media Company. Any reuse, rebroadcast, or retransmission without the express written consent of the Jason Walker Show is strictly prohibited. Just listen, watch, and enjoy.